Kenny is doing fantastic. Amen. That's great. Praise God. Amen. We thank the Lord for, you know, for all his blessings, the, the way he moves, the way he, he touches us, you know, and if we'll open our eyes, we will, you know, he's, he says, have eyes to see, you know, and um, he, he wants us to see all that he's doing in our lives, and he wants us to trust him more and more and more. And, um, you know, as we, um, you know, um, as we look around us, you know, we can see the magnificence of the Lord. And um, we, uh, you know, we just had this snowstorm, and uh, it was so beautiful, you know. And, and um, you know, Friday we had the snowstorm, and Saturday you get up and the sun's out, and it's beautiful. And, and um, I always like it when they have, um, you know, the snowstorms on the weekend because I have time to deal with the snow. Um, which I don't have during the week. And uh, so, you know, I got out um, Saturday with the snowblower, and I'm, I'm blowing the snow. Fortunately, um, the ones during the week, my son's he gets out shovels for me, so that's a real blessing and, um, you know, keeps things moving um, there. But anyways, uh, so I'm, I'm out there, and I'm just, you know, praising the Lord. You know, I'm out there, the sun's shining, the, you know, I'm blowing the snow everywhere. It's on the weekend, I've got time. I don't have anything else that, you know, I need to be doing, and I'm just enjoying, you know, the, the beauty of the snow that the Lord is, has placed around us. And um, then after we did that, you know, my wife and I, we uh, one thing that we like to do, whether it's uh, whether it's winter or whether it's, you know, whatever the season is, we we like to go out and enjoy what God is, you know, the beauty of, that God has placed around us. And we try to find things. We try to, you know, sometimes we find waterfalls and sometimes we find, you know, brooks with the streams and the rocks and, and uh, you know, with covered bridges that uh, God has allowed man to build, the beauty, you know, the just uh, we're looking around, and, and, the, and the snow yesterday was just, you know, heavy on the trees, and the sun was shining through it, and it was just a, a, a beautiful time to get out and see all the beautiful things that the Lord has made. And, and um, we, we try to, um, you know, when we're not so busy during the week, you know, this is the thing is we get so busy with life that we miss out on the beauty of what God is, has created. He is, he created this world for our enjoyment. It's, it, you know, it's, it's for us and um, all the beautiful things around us that we, that we take for granted sometimes, you know, we, we need to stop and look and, and enjoy these things that God has provided for us. And so we went out on some back roads and everything and, and took some pictures and, uh, you know, just had a, had a good time enjoying the things that God has made. And, um, you know, the, um, it reminded me of a, um, a story of a, um, this little boy that he went to stay with his grandmother uh, one night. And during the night, it snowed, just like we did this, this Friday, you know. And so uh, the next day, you know, they, they wanted to get out and enjoy the snow. And so they, uh, she took him down to the park so they could, uh, you know, see all the snow and play in it and make snow angels and all that kind of stuff. 
And uh, she's commenting to him on how the beauty that the God has made, just as I am doing to you, you know, the, the beauty that God has made. God made this so beautiful and laid all this snow out and everything just so we could enjoy it and just so that we, you know, the beauty of it and everything. And, and, uh, he, and the little boy, you know, wanted to, you know, he wanted to sound intelligent, you know, and he was a bit like a big boy. And he says, and he did it with his left hand. And the, and the grandmother looks at him and says, well, why do you say that? And he says, well, in Sunday school, the, the Sunday school teacher told me that Jesus sits on his right hand. God, God, God is a good God. He, he, do, he does make things beautiful. If we will take the time to slow down and, and enjoy the things that God has made. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to start in on um, 1 Samuel, the 16th chapter. And um, here on Samuel is, is commanded by the Lord to... Um, to anoint a new king. Saul is king, and um, Saul has um, proven to be, uh, you know, a very carnal person, and um, and God has had enough, and he says, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, to anoint a new king. And so he sends Samuel, the prophet, to, um, to the house of Jesse to, uh, to, uh, to anoint the new king. Now Jesse's got a number of sons, and um, you know they're um, big guys. They're warriors. They're they're fit for the job, you know. And they bring the they bring them in um, one at a time, and they um, said, "Well, surely this must be the one that the Lord has chosen." And each time they brought in one of the sons, the Lord said, "No, this is not the one." And they got they all they went through all the sons, and each time the Lord said, "No, this is not the one." And they, the Samuel's he's he's getting confused here, and he says, "Well, do you have any other sons? Do you have? Is there anyone else? We've gone through everyone." And and uh, so Jesse says, "Well." I do have the runt of the litter, you know. I've got the I've I've got the one that he's out watching, tending the sheep, and uh, he's you know he's not much to look at, but you know he's not a warrior and all. But he you know he's still my son, you know. He's the last one that gets left. He says, "Well, call him and um, bring him here," and um, and uh, it says that the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on, on his countenance or on the height of his stature because I, because I have um, refused him. This is what he's saying about the big guys, you know. Don't look at his countenance. Don't look at his height. Don't look at his strength, you know. Don't look at all this stuff. He says, for the Lord uh, seeketh not as a man seeketh, seeth. 
For man looketh upon the outward appearance, but the Lord looks upon the heart. So, we see here that God is, is looking. He's, he's not, you know, thankfully, you know, he's not looking at, you know, our outward appearance as to what we do. And, and, and if we've got, you know, our, our, our hair all straight and our things all in our, you know, our, our, our fancy clothes and all these kind of things. He's not looking at this. He's looking at, at the, the vessel and he wants to see a person who is, um, who is willing. He's, he wants to see the heart that's willing. And, uh, and, and what, um, uh, where I'm going today and what I want to bring out is that when, when God, when, when we are born, God creates us. And we are beautiful. A baby is a, a, a born is a beautiful baby and innocent and, and with all the possibilities that could possibly be in front of, an, of a human being. There is nothing that at that point that a baby cannot do. They are, they've got their whole life ahead of them. They are a blank slate ready to ready to um, to fulfill life in the book that as pastor says that we have a book that's being written you know and that book is in the library of of, of life and and it's being written about us and as a newborn baby that's a that's the beginning of the book in the beginning you know in the beginning of your life in the beginning of my life we were born there was a, a beginning to that to that that volume that 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 God wants to write and what happens with that life is all the different chapters that is written in that book and, and it unfolds as life unfolds and in um, the but the potential there is unlimited potential I mean there could be you know there could be presidents there there could be astronauts there there could be um, engineers scientists uh, you know you name it the potential is there there is nothing that has said there's nothing been written in that book that says this life is going in this direction or in that direction. There is no limitations that has been put on that child at that point. Their, uh, their book is, is to be written to get them to, to hopefully be who God wants them to be. And so we, we, we read in the Bible that the enemy comes to steal, to rob, and destroy. And even at, at sometimes at young ages, there's the enemy starts working in, the, in people's lives. And, and, they, and, and there becomes these obstacles 
that have to be overcome because of situations, because of things that happen in your life, in, the, in people's lives, in my life. We all have things that happen. And some things are good and they, and they uh, encourage us to move on. And there are things that are, that are bad and, and, and stifle our, our abilities and stifle our, our desires to go on. You know, there's so much that happens in this life this life that you know that has you know created that God created to be something great and something beautiful and to fulfill so many things, but yet life comes in and you know whether it be um, you know through uh, you know some sort of abuse that's happened, you know I I I I I tear up and I cry over you know the the things that happened to 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 children at such a young age that you know that. They have to really rise above to overcome the things that happen um, that they have no control over. They just happen to them, and that they and that they have to deal with them in whatever way they can. And without the help of God, some just don't make it. Yeah, I you know you you hear about these. These young people at such young ages, you know, now that, you know, that have taken their lives, you know, because they just cannot deal with whatever it is. I don't know. I can't read people. You know, I can't see what's happening in their lives and in their private times, in their family situations, in their school situations, you know, in, in all the different things with all the, you know, with whatever it is. I can't see these things, but it's so, you know, it's, it's so sad that, you know, that, that things happen to bring, pe- bring young children to the point that life isn't worth living. And, uh, and so, you know, we, sometimes, you know, we bring things on ourselves with bad decisions. You know, we, um, I've, you know, I've made my share of bad decisions and had to live with the consequences of them. You know, um, we, you know, we all, um, I, I don't think there's probably a one of us that can say, um, Except for Ray, that they've lived a perfect life, you know, that they've uh, that they've made all the right decisions, all the right decisions in life, you know, they've they've just gone right through life, you know, just just doing the right thing every turn, every turn, you know, um, you know, the, we make these decisions, and and we and we live with these. Um, consequences, you know. Sometimes I, I feel bad for these people that, you know, they, they, for whatever reason, whether it be from a medical condition or whether it be from peer pressure, whatever, they have, they have addictions, you know. And, and those addictions have such a hold on their life that they're, they're, um, they're being, um, they're being stifled. They're being, they're, they can't get past this thing, and it's got such a hold on them that um, they're, they're being defeated because of, of, of an addiction, or you know, whether it be you know, um, a drug or, or alcohol, whatever um, the addiction is. You know, they've, they've got this, um, the enemy has moved into their life and found a stronghold that they have moved in and they have taken hold of this life and has gotten it off the path that God had desired. God says that he has a path that is designed 
and dedicate just for you, just for me. He's got something, he's got a plan and a purpose for each one of us. And he desires for us to, um, to fulfill that. But as I said, it's the enemy who comes in to try to rob you of that, try to rob us of that plan that he has for us. So he tries to rob and he tries to destroy our lives and he tries to steal the promises that God has made, has given for you and for me. Some of us have promises that he's given us. Are we going to see those things fulfilled? Well, I pray that they will be fulfilled, but the enemy is going to try to rob us of those things. He's going to try to keep us from fulfilling what God is, wants us to do. Some of us have mighty calls on our lives. And, we are, and there are people out there that are just waiting for us to share the good news of the gospel of Christ. They need us to step up to the plate and overcome these things, these obstacles that have been put in our path from some from a young age and some from you know bad decisions and some from addiction. He needs us to, to overcome these things so that he can use us to reach the people that he wants to reach, that we can speak forth, we can reach the, the people that only we can reach. You can't reach the people that I, that I can reach. You can't have, as Jackie was saying, she has a testimony, okay? I don't have the same testimony that Jackie has. I have tests and I have testimonies but they're not the same as what you have. God is taking you on a path that's designed specifically for you and for your life. And you were born with a destiny. You were born with a call on your life that, that he desires for you to fulfill. And, it, and he cries, just as he cried over Jerusalem. He cries when we, not, when we fall and we don't fulfill those things, when we allow the enemy to come in and rob us of the, of the victories that he has for us. He wants us, he has called us to be overcomers. He has called us to be overcomers. And that means that there are things that you have to overcome. If, you, if it wasn't, then you would just be a maintainer. You would just go through life and maintain. But he doesn't call you to maintain. He calls you to overcome, to overcome the challenges of life. Life is not going to always you know, give you a bed of roses. It's not always going to be beautiful. There is going to be things that come that are going. I mean, Christ was on, you know, was on this earth. It wasn't all roses for him. He had to overcome things, even unto death. And he understands. He says, "I'm. We don't have a God that does not understand." The, the temptations, the situations. You have a God who understands those things, who suffered those things, who knows those things, and who died to forgive you for those things, and he died to help you to overcome those things. He gave his life that we might have life abundantly. 
that we might have eternal life. If you don't know this Jesus, then I invite you to, in, to, to, in, to ask him into your heart today. Maybe you're one of these ones I'm talking about that ha- life has not been fair to you. Life has not been good to you. You have gone through these things. But God, the, the Lord Jesus Christ, wants to come into your heart to make you an overcomer. He wants to restore the joy that you had. He wants to restore the innocence of a child that you can have. He wants to clean that slate and give you a second chance to become all that he wants you to be. That's not too late. It's not too late. As long as there is breath in your body, it's not too late to fulfill the destiny that God has called you to. And I invite you today to ask God for forgiveness for your sins. Ask him to take away those things. I don't care what it is. There is nothing that is too big for our God. And he is ready. He is willing. He wants. He says that if you'll come to him and you'll give your life to him, you invite him into your heart, he says that all of heaven will rejoice over you. I don't know where, you know, there's people listening, possibly from all over the world. I don't know what you're going through today. I know that there's a sad, sad things going on over in the Ukraine. And and, and we pray, and we weep, and we desire a positive outcome. But most of all, I pray that God's will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. I don't know what God's will is. I don't know the beginning from the end, you know, the end from the beginning. I don't know those things. But all I know is that I can pray that God's will will be done and that God's protection will be upon his people and that they might rise above these trials in these situations, and they might be able to rise above these things that are coming to challenge them and coming to defeat them, and they might fulfill the purpose that God has for their life. Going back to where we were to begin with, God looks at the heart. We look at the outward appearance, okay? I'll give a little illustration that um, you know, helps me understand these things, okay? Here's, here's a $20 bill. Who would like a $20 bill? Come on. Come on, all of us, okay? Doesn't look too bad, hasn't been abused too much, okay? But do you know where it's been? It's one place. Do you know what it's bought? Do you know what it's purchased? We don't know. But we see a value there, and we want it. Okay? You know, before this was a dollar, it was just particles 
cloth, you know, paper, whatever. Somebody brought these things together, created a dollar, a bill out of it, that we feel is, is valuable, okay? What if I go like this, okay? You still want it? It's not as pretty as it was, though. It's, it's kind of ugly. It's been abused. Hmm? What about what about if I do this? I still want it. It's been trampled under my foot. You know, pardon me? Can't tell. The God we trust. The point I'm making is that God called all these molecules, all these things together, and he creates a person. That person starts out looking beautiful. But we don't know where those people have been. We don't know what's happened in their life. And there comes a point in people's lives when they don't look as good as what they did. They've been abused. They've been used discarded. They've been trampled on. They've been, they've been, they've been trampled under people's feet. But you know what? God doesn't look at the outward appearance. God is looking at the heart. God wants us to open the eyes of our heart that we might have the love of God because God loves that person just as much when when they were a baby and he created them and they came out of the womb or if they've been beat up, discarded, all these different things, bad decisions, addictions, uh, you know, whether they, they live in a mansion, whether they live in a homeless shelter, whether they, you know, it, whether they are wearing the fanciest clothes or whether they're wearing rags, God is looking at their heart and says, I see value. I see value. I see the person, the, the one that I created. I love that person. I love them when I created them, and I love them today. And we need to rise above these things and stop looking at people and judging them from their outward appearance and looking at them and saying, you are a child of God whom I love and who I, you know, if I need to put my arm around you, it doesn't matter if they are, if they uh, smell like you know, uh, you know, 
$100 an ounce cologne, or if they smell like they just got out of the gutter. You know, it doesn't matter. They are beautiful in the sight of God. God loves them. He still sees their potential. And, and we've got to understand that, that people do not need another social program. This is what we have to understand is there are, you know, we can say, oh, well, there is this program. Why don't they sign up for this? Maybe they can do this, you know, and we point them in all these different directions that, you know, man has come up with for, uh, that's the answer to this problem, the answer to that problem. But we have to understand that the answer is the Lord Jesus Christ. The answer is not another program. The answer is to point them in the direction that they they need to go and that will change their situation, will change their lives and give them hope to go forward, hope to rise above these things, hope to give up the addictions, hope to give up, you know, all these things that have held them back, hope to rise above these things and to become the overcomer that God wants them to be. They want, he desires for them to overcome. He desires, he doesn't want people to stay down. He wants them to rise up. And the only way that they're going to be able to rise up is not through a program, but it's through the Lord Jesus Christ. It says um, that God desires us to have this heart. He says that he wants to replace our heart, not with a heart of flesh, but he wants us to have a heart of God. He says, he, he told uh, Nicodemus, he says, ye must be born again. And he says, oh, I'm old, I'm, I've grown up. How can I start again? Can I enter again into my mother's womb and be born again? And he says, no. He says, you, you were born of flesh but you must be born of the Spirit. I have way too much flesh still in my heart. I need to allow God, Spirit, to search my heart, to know my ways. If there be any wicked ways, if there be any judgmental, you know, Thoughts, judgmental ways. The uh, uh, you know the you know I I I don't think of myself as a prejudiced person. But is that true? I think of myself as a loving person. But is that true? Am I a loving? Am I a am I a person that loves out of a flesh? You say, I've got a nice house, got a car, got a good job, beautiful wife, some wonderful kids. 
I love all these things. But it's not the love of God. We need to go beyond these things that we love and we enjoy. Not that they're bad, not that we shouldn't love these things, not that we shouldn't enjoy these things. God has blessed me abundantly, and I'm so thankful for all that God has given me. I'm so thankful for this church, for our pastors, for you people, for uh, you know, for all the different things. I, I thank God for the opportunity that he's given me to stand up here before you, share what he's put in my heart. But do I feel a deep yearning, hurting when I drive by somebody that's living out of a shopping cart? Do I, do I fall on my face when I hear about the invasions of countries, the bombings of buildings? the shootings in schools and synagogues. Well, that's not near me. I don't know these people. God help me. God help us. We need to, we, God loves these people. We need to understand that we need in today, the answer for today is the love of God. The answer that we have, that we should have, that we fall so short of, is sharing the love of God. We need to realize that it doesn't matter what things look like at the, on the outside. People can be driving a Maserati and living in a mansion. They need, they have a need. They have a need. And that need is the love of God. They need Jesus Christ just as much as the next guy. You can see somebody that's in the depths of poverty. And you say, well, I can see that they have a need. No, you're seeing the results of a need. What they need is the Lord Jesus Christ. What they need is what we have and what we should be offering every day, every moment of the day. There should be a thing when we walk into a store, people say, what is it? Lay hands on me, pray. Because we have the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ that we take with us. We have the Holy Spirit that lives in us, that gives us the power to raise the dead and heal the sick and set people free from the bondages that have kept them bound up for years and years. We can cast out the demons. We have authority 
and we live like we're paupers, like we've got nothing. We need to begin to realize the power and authority that resides within each one of us and walk as sons and priests of God and begin to share with everybody something that is better than any program. It's better than any stimulus check. It's better than any, any, any material thing that you could ever possess. It's better than winning the lottery. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. It's eternal life. It's victory. It's joy. It's the peace that can come in your heart that gives you the ability to lay down at night and sleep and not worry about what's going to happen the next day. Because God has it under control. You are God's child. Just as Jackie said when she said, what did the Lord tell her? Release it. Joanna, what did she tell her? Release it. Allow God to move as we get out of the way, get over ourselves, and become the vessels that God wants us to be. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Steve. Hello, you have something, Joy? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. This, this is my. This is me. Everything that he said. This, this is me. Please, yeah. It's me. Okay. Um. I. I'm. I've, I'm an abused person. I'm. I'm abused. Um. I was abused by my father. This is me. The Lord. Lord wants me to speak this. Because I don't want you to feel bad for me. I don't want you to feel sad for me. Because the only thing that saved me was Jesus. Jesus saved me. Because I would not be here today were it not for him. And someone needs to know that. Some people need to know that. People that are in the darkness need to know. And I wrote this. As a testimony, I have not spoken my testimony, except in short bits, but this is my walk. So um, try not to judge my walk, because I was not in a place where I was walking with the Lord many times. So this is, this is hard for me to speak, but I will do my best. But I want you to know that I am, I am an overcomer, and that I have been saved and the only reason that I am saved is because I came to Jesus and asked. So this is fearfully yet wonderfully made. This is my story. I am a girl born to what appeared to be a typical New England family. I grew up in my local church, yet when I was a teenager, my world as I knew it came crashing down. I was sexually abused by my dad, the one person that I cherished. I then headed down a path of destruction. As I used my body to get what I wanted, it took me to many situations that were not godly. My life seemed destined to fail as I removed myself from speaking to the Lord. I had my son out of wedlock, and I loved him with all my heart and soul. 
Yet again, I was abused this time physically by the boy's dad. I ran away home to the only place that I knew that could help me raise my son, my parents. My mother was a Christian person, and she helped me. I didn't feel strong enough to be able to do it because I wasn't walking in faith. In all the dysfunction, a lot of healing had to take place, and I had um, forgiven my dad for the abuse at his hand many years ago. Um, this truth did not come from my sister, who was mentally tortured by the events with our family. I speak these things now and hope that healing can occur for others as it has for me. I continue to make poor choices in my life, and as a result, I lost many, my first husband to cancer, my son to his obsessions with booze, drugs, women, and my material life of abundance, which hid my true life of uh, verbal abuse with my second husband that ended in divorce. I was very, I was so broken. It is here in the pit of despair that I reached out to the Lord. And I just have to share that it's because I am an extremely stubborn person and the Lord has worked me to know that I need, I need to work on this and that I need to let go. And I called his name after many wasted years and all the while the Lord, he was walking with me knowing that one day I would call for him he never gave up on me. He reached out his hand, and I grabbed on with all my might, as weak as I was, from the, the mental and now physical despair of realizing that I was always his child. I just chose not to listen. As I grew in faith, I realized that he had given me my free will, yet now uh, um, I shall never turn back to to my own word and follow his as he's lifted me up and shown me the way. With the gifts he's bestowed on me, I will walk in the way, the truth, and the light for the rest of my days here on earth. I have lost all of it, and I, I walk, I walk, everyone sees me walk alone, but I truly do not walk alone. I cannot ever thank him, praise him, or love him more than he loves me. Forever your child, Joanne. Amen. See, it's so wonderful when the Lord speaks that he wants to do a cleansing. We don't do it ourselves. If he says he's going to do it, then he has to be the one to do it. But we do is what we surrender. We open up our hearts. And I think it was again last week we had kind of closed that word with search our hearts, O Lord. So this is a time. Father, we do. We come this morning. You're, you're doing a wonderful work. You're doing a lasting work. You're doing an eternal work in each and every one of our lives. And so, Father, we just invite you to come in this morning. We rent our hearts. We just open them up. We just say, here we are, Lord. Jesus, you've paid the price that we could become whole. Jesus, you spoke according to the word. Father, I have sanctified them myself that they too might sanctify themselves. Father, we're here, and we ask you, Holy Spirit, in our communion with you, you do the cleansing. You do the deep, deep work of cleansing 
deliverance. Holy Spirit, Jesus said, you are our deliverer. You are our peace. You are the one who leads and guides us in all truth. And so we invite you in this morning, Holy Spirit, do that deep, deep, complete, whole work in us. In Jesus' name. Thank you for your word, Steve. For all of you that have been watching this morning, we just invite you to rent your hearts. Let God do a complete, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful work. Continue to see the things in our lives that then we can love him more with his love and we can reflect who he is. So we bless all of you and have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday afternoon in Jesus' name.